podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And today, folks, it is Champions League Day. Liverpool face Porto tonight in the fifth group game in the 21-22 Champions League, having taunted the Portuguese side in the first game. So as we look at the current state of the group, Liverpool top on 12 points, four wins from four, 3-2 over AC Milan, 5-1 over Porto in Porto, two from Salah, one from Mane and two from Firmino on the night, a 3-2 win in Madrid and a 2-0 win over Atleti at Anfield. All going very well. Liverpool through to the next round. Guaranteed to have top spot. Guaranteed the quote-unquote easier draw. In watching some of the games last night, it'd be very nice to get Barcelona, but that's another conversation for another day. It's a shame we can't get Manchester United. They would have been the perfect team to get. But whoever finishes second in their group will know there's a possibility of United. and We'll be very excited by that. We have to just take care of our business tonight, and that involves taking on Porto, not picking up injuries, and hopefully getting a win. The win is irrelevant, but it will be nice to get the win regardless. We have never lost to Porto in the Champions League. We've played them seven times. We have five wins and two draws. If you look at the 07-08 season, we played them in the group stage. We drew 1-1 in Porto. Lucho Gonzalez put them one up after eight minutes with a penalty. Dirk Kout equalised nine minutes later. Jermaine Pennant was sent off in that game. We beat them 4-1 at Anfield. Two from Torres, one from Gerrard and one from Crouch. Alessandro uh, Lopez with the late goal, or with, the, with the consolation goal for them. They actually topped the group that year. We went on to play Inter Milan, Arsenal, and then lost to Chelsea in the semi-finals. We played them again, obviously, in 17-18 on our road to the final. Beat them 5-0 at their place. A hat-trick from Mane, Salah, and Firmino. Liverpool were absolutely untouchable that night. Drew 0-0 at Anfield. It was just about managing the game. No risks needed to be taken. We played them again the following year in the 18-19 victorious Champions League campaign. Beat them 2-0 at Anfield. Naby Keita and Bobby Firmino with the goals. Beat them 4-1 in Porto. Sadio, Mo, Bobby and a late goal from Virgil. Edder Militao with the consolation for them. We have a very, very strong record against this team, this club. There is no reason for us to fear them. They are having... To their credit, quite a good season. Myself and Carol discussed uh, discussed it on a recent scouted that you can listen to on Anfield Index Pro. But bar the result to us and a defeat to Santa Clara in the Portuguese League Cup, they're unbeaten this season. And they've been good defensively this season. It is just that game against us that's an outlier for them. And Sergio Conceição the Porto manager, he will want to rectify that. He won't be pleased at all with how that game went. They had a couple of big chances. Well, big chances might be an exaggeration, but Luis Diaz probably should have scored at least one, if not two, having been presented with good opportunities. But he failed to do so. We took advantage and we 
wipe the floor with them. Now, heading into tonight's game, we're expecting some rotation from Jurgen, probably in all areas of the field. A lot of talk that Tyler Morton will start for the Reds tonight. Who he would pair with in midfield is an interesting question. You would expect that Jordan Henderson will play the six and that Fabinho will be rested. In that case, Tyler Morton would likely play the left-sided number eight role and somebody else would play the right-sided number eight role, potentially Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who obviously played very well at the weekend against Arsenal. And it would be nice to keep him in a rhythm, keep him getting some minutes. And hopefully he can carry that form on. James Milner is back in training, so maybe it's Milner, although it might be a big ask to start him straight away. It's possible that one of Fabinho or Thiago could start with Henderson playing as an eight if Fabinho starts or Morton and Thiago as the as the eights if that's the way Klopp goes. But either way, Liverpool have some options, limited options. No Naby Keita, no Harvey Elliott, no Curtis Jones. Curtis would have been the ideal fit for this game. A Curtis Henderson, Tyler Morton midfield would have been interesting to see get Curtis in on that right-hand side, a role that will suit him a lot better. The main sites have heavy pre-match coverage. Um, this is Anfield have gone through a couple of potential lineups. Allison, Nico, Joel, Ibrahima, Andy Robertson. Now they've got Henderson, Morton and Thiago as the midfield. They've got Morton as the number six I think if that's if it if that's the trio, I think it would work better with Henderson as the six, Morton on the left and Thiago on the right. Uh Salah, Minamino, and Divok is the attack that they're suggesting. Now Divok is only just back as well, so we'll have to wait and see. Another suggestion is that Quevin Kelleher could come into the team. I'm not sure Jürgen will change the goalkeeper if he's changing half of the defence. I think that would be a big ask. There's a suggestion here that maybe a midfield of Oxlade-Chamberlain, Tyler Morton and Thiago could be could be used. I'm not sure you risk Thiago. I'm not sure you do. I think Henderson is the one that you would risk if you're risking a midfielder. I think Thiago's too important. We've seen that the midfield needs to be Fabinho, Thiago plus one. Who that one is, is up for debate. But Fabinho and Thiago have to be two-thirds of the midfield. Um, this front three is Sadio, Taki and Divock with Sadio playing on the right. That could be interesting, could be different. Sadio obviously played for us on the right in his first season at the club, but... He's predominantly been on the left side since. Um, James Milner is back in training. As I mentioned, Andy Robertson is in full training. Divock is in training. Good news for Diogo Jota. The issue he had with his knee at the weekend has turned out to be nothing. And he is back. I think this is... It's good news for us to be getting our players back at this point. And it looks like within the next couple of weeks, the only absentee could be Harvey Elliott. Naby's back in training. He could be okay for the weekend. He's recovered quite quickly, thankfully, from the injury he suffered against Brighton. 
And I think we would all very much like to see the Naby, Fabinho, Thiago midfield finally get some run. Considering how successful Elliot, Fab and Thiago was against Leeds and how successful Ox, Fab and Thiago was against Arsenal, it would be nice to see Thiago get a or see Naby get a game with those two. Last season, obviously, we saw Thiago, Fab, and Ginny, and it worked really well as well as we had that great late season run. But there's options now, and as long as we can keep players fit, it will be a big, big boost for us. Um, Liverpool.com have also gone through uh, predicted lineups. Um, Matt Addison is suggesting Allison, Nico, Kanate, Nat Phillips. I I think you're probably stepping too far there. Uh, Costas, Tyler, Ox, Thiago, Salah, Origi, and Minamino. He says he doesn't want Jordan Henderson anywhere near the pitch. Thiago needs the rhythm so he can play. I would suggest it's Jordan Henderson who needs the rhythm, considering he's been so poor this season. Uh, James Martin also gone with Nat Phillips. Um, same midfield. He's gone Origi, Minamino and Jota as the front three. He's played a very, very much a secondary 11, uh, bar Allison and Thiago. Emmett Gates goes with Nat Phillips as well. Maybe this Liverpool.com have some information on this, but it seems odd. Um, he's gone with the full with the, the midfield that played Arsenal. Fabinho, Thiago, and Ox. Mane, Salah, and Minamino as the front three. I don't think Nat Phillips should be playing in Champions League games, personally. Um the fact that he has barely played this season, I think speaks volumes to where he stands in the pecking order. Uh, there's an interesting piece here on Liverpool.com. Um, Liverpool shown Michael Edwards brilliance for one last time as 23.5 million transfer takes a new twist. It's a piece about Rian Brewster. And he's obviously had a very, very tough time since joining Sheffield United. Dave had a very tough time as well and, and got relegated last season. Rian hasn't been great in the championship this season, but did recently um, get his first league goal since moving. He has two goals in 11 games this season. That gives him two in 41 since joining Sheffield United. And yeah, it does make the 23.5 million fee that Liverpool received looked looked very, very good. There is a piece here, Liverpool on the trail for 57 million Premier League transfer as FSG retry Costa Simica's trick. This is their media digest. Um, obviously, Thiago, rumours started up a few weeks ago. They have disappeared. Um, Fabrizio Romano has come out and made a statement. I'm told, you're told nothing, let's be honest. Nobody tells you anything. You are just a big, big spoofer. Uh, Liverpool ready for youth of Champions League. Again, Jürgen has said before, there's 2.5 million or so uh, for each win in this competition. I don't think he's going to play a bunch of kids. Uh, Klopp would not hesitate 
over Barcelona. This is one of the worst pieces of, I, I'm hesitant to call it journalism. This piece suggests that Klopp is not fully satisfied, fully satisfied with Alison Becker and would be prepared to exchange him for Marc-Andre Ter Stegen. Now, I love Marc-Andre Ter Stegen. He is a very good goalkeeper. But for 18 months now, he has been in a massive slump. A massive slump. He's very good with his feet. Not as good as Ali. He's a good shot stopper. Not as good as Ali. He's not as good on crosses as Ali. This would be a considerable downgrade at this point. Now, you go back two, three years, Tushtegan was a top four keeper in the world, along with Ali, Manuel Naur, and Jan Oblak. That's no longer the case. He's not in that class now. Whereas Alisson is still right there. He's a top two goalkeeper in the world, along with Jan Oblak. Those two stand above everybody else. Teshtegan is also older than Alisson by six months. So there's just no common sense to this piece at all. Liverpool could repeat Simicus' trip from the team that brought you Costa Simicus. It's Agabu Kamara, Ghanaian international for Olympiacos. Um, highly rated midfield player. Combative, good on the ball. Clever. Only moved to Olympiacos in the summer, though. So don't see any chance Liverpool would be making a move for him. Liverpool are on the trail of Christian Pulisic, according to the Daily Express. I think we can suggest that they're probably not. It's not like he's done well at Chelsea. He's had countless injuries. He's had disappointing performances. He's never been able to hold down a spot in the team. He's had some exceptional performances. He played brilliantly at Anfield a couple of years ago. But, no, I, I can't imagine. Not at the prices that will be mentioned for him. And we'll finish on this one before we jump to the Anfield Index stuff. Fenway Sports Group chairman Tom Werner has confirmed plans for Nike to launch a new Liverpool range in association with LeBron James to rival the Air Jordan line. LA Lakers forward and NBA legend LeBron James became part of Liverpool ownership group FSG earlier this year, increasing his investment into the club that stems back to 2011. Ten years ago, James agreed a marketing deal with FSG that included a 2% stake uh, in Liverpool. But now he, along with Maverick Carter, who's his business partner, are classed as partners of the group. It has long been speculated that James's links with the club, their owners and kit manufacturers, Nike, could lead to an expansion in the Reds' global appeal. Back in April, Werner, Werner claimed that the 36-year-old would be available as a resource for players while the deal with Nike is reported to include plans to promote Liverpool merchandise to the likes of LeBron James, Drake and Serena Williams. While James was pictured in Liverpool's first, in Nike's first Liverpool kit, you notice I'm saying Nike and Nike. What I'm doing here is that I'm playing to both sides of the aisle because Scousers say Nike, 
Most of the world says Nike. I'm playing to both. I don't discriminate. You want to say it, whatever you want to say it. Uh, James was pictured in the first Liverpool kit of the New Deal in 2020 and wore training gear during the launch of the LeBron James Innovation Centre last month. But there has been no official marketing campaign as yet. Speaking to the Boston Globe, Werner confirmed the plans are underway for a new LeBron Liverpool range. We're doing a product with LeBron and Liverpool. N-I-K-E, just in case anyone else out there who's weird, uh, is creating seven or eight products to, that connect LeBron with, unfortunately he uses the word soccer, but he is speaking to the Americans, so it's understandable. Uh, I don't know the specifics yet, but they're going to create seven or eight products that rival the connection that Michael Jordan has. Air Jordan has been one of their biggest and most recognizable ranges, and their association with the NBA legend has seen its use for PSG kits since 2018. And the PSG stuff is actually very cool. The logo looks great, uh, the, the Jumpman logo. The Air Jordan logo has been seen on their third kit since 1819, the away kit in 1920, and the third kit again uh, this year. This uh, Sorry, last year. This year it's on the home kit. Um, this is really exciting. Now, it might not seem much to some people but I genuinely do think this is exciting that Liverpool are at the forefront of something like this and LeBron while not Jordan might well be the second best basketball player of all time he he is the most recognizable sports star in America and he does have huge global appeal so this could massively boost the profile of the club and bring a lot of casual fans. Casual fans tend to have decent amounts of excess cash, expendable income to pump into the club and maybe get us that back up right back that some of us have been crying out for. Um, home to AnfieldIndex.com. Two articles up. Uh, Tyler Morton, An Opportunity to Shine. That is by Stephen Smith. And there is a piece by Sam Maguire entitled Should Costa Simicus Be a Starter for Liverpool? That is becoming more and more of a conversation. And yes, absolutely Andy Robertson deserves an opportunity to play himself back into form. But let's remember how Andy Robertson got the got the gig. Alberto Moreno was in the form of his career, got injured. Andy came in and that was the last we saw of Moreno. Much to Guy Drinkle's despair. But... Costas is playing a lot better than Andy Robertson right now. Robbo is dealing with a couple of little niggles plus some fatigue. And if Costas continues to play at this level, he deserves to keep a spot. He just does deserve to keep a spot. Yes, you can argue that Andy Robertson at his best is better than Costas that we've seen so far. But for Andy to get back to that level... He might have to play through a couple of months of being poor. And as a team, we can't afford to have anybody not pulling their weight, especially if we're already going to have somebody else in the team not pulling their weight. Uh, Podcast-wise, it's the same group of podcasts I mentioned yesterday. If you haven't checked them out, make sure that you do. There is the Rate Don't Hate from the Arsenal game. There is the latest under pressure entitled Lads, It's Arsenal. Uh, Dan Rhodes would like all Arsenal fans to know it wasn't him. It wasn't him that came up with that name. Uh, and there is a scouted out that is a preview for Porto. If you haven't heard that one, 
give it a listen before the game. We also have a bit of a ramble about Ollie and a few other things. So well worth your while. There will be post-match Raw tonight, live on Discord. So if you are a pro subscriber, get yourself onto the Discord, get yourself into the chat, and listen live to myself, Trev, and I'm genuinely not sure who. Um, I will figure that out as I ramble here. But these are these are fun. These um these live post match pods tend to be fun. Trev will take questions from any listener. Harry tonight, thank you, guy. So Trev will take questions throughout the podcast. If you've got anything that you want to ask or any observations that you've made that you think we've missed or anything you disagree with, pop it into the chat and we'll we'll bring it up on the pod. You know, if it's something that you disagree with us on, we'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh, that's me for today, folks. Check out the Anfield Index shop on Etsy. Red 25, R-E-D 25 to get 25% off at checkout. Subscribe to Anfield Index Pro. If you already are a subscriber, thank you very much. If you're not, there is a seven-day free trial. Give it a go. If you love it, keep it. If you don't like it, well, that's probably a you problem, not an us problem. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.